Welcome to Free Up. This is the podcast that makes life feel lighter. And if you're wanting to live freed up and not fed up, stay connected right here. Pull up your seat. Join us in this place where faith and mental health meet. Whether you're returning here or it's your first time, I hope you find this podcast as a useful resource to elevate your faith and mental health. So stay a while, all of you. We're going to get into this thing. Let's get it started. You know, it's inescapable. The draw toward it is seemingly in everything, being promoted everywhere. It seems innocent on the surface, but it is loaded with complexity and complications. It's natural to want it and more of it. And yet, truthfully, it doesn't even care about us. It's fickle and it's temporary. It doesn't plan on sticking around. It makes no promises of a future at all. But we invest so much into it. It feels like it is constantly pushing for more, playing on the minds of not enoughness, judging and evaluating us, tipping the ball up into a game that is not winnable. I'm talking about today's beauty standards. And for some reason, y'all, this topic has just been weighing heavily on my heart and mind for a while. So maybe it's conviction. I don't know. But more than anything, it is something that I've become so curious about. Why does this have so much a pull on us right now? More than ever before, it seems. I, like you, want to look and present myself at my best. But it's like the bar keeps getting raised on what you have to do to be deemed beautiful in our culture today. And with that bar, the acceptable and admired standard leans toward smaller waists, wider hips, rounder derrieres, yes, surgery assisted in many cases, poutier lips, thinner noses, makeup assisted if needed, and really just a whole cosmetic bag of makeup tricks that can totally transform and alter the facial appearance of somebody if desired. External beauty, let's face it, it is big business in our culture today, and it is filtering over into every phase of our lives, affecting even our relationships. How we look and keeping up oneself is no longer just about a sense of pride. It has bordered over into a source of vanity. It is tempting us, yes, even tricking us to bow down to it and bless it. Okay, so here's where I go on record to say, yes, I have fallen victim to it at times myself. And like most things in this world, this flawed culture has set up external beauty as a golden calf image. It's now requiring us to make a decision if we will worship it or if we will remember its true purpose and place in our lives. Have you looked at social media lately? (laughs) No, not just looked and scrolled through, but assessed, become curious about what you're seeing and taking in. Pictures of backsides turned to cameras, body parts exposed, provocative poses and movements. Everybody is beginning to look the same, y'all. Clearly, the beauty standards of today are not big fans of diversity and equity. (laughs) And this is concerning to me because ultimately it affects all of us. 
And I feel most for our youth and young adults. Young women in particular are being heavily socialized to believe that these standards are who, or maybe I should say what they should become. And it's what our young men are being socialized to expect of women. And of course, this goes both ways because men are being targeted as well. You know, we are a society that's being lulled into expectations of external perfection. And this is truly a flawed sense of reality. While we are looking more youthful, more polished, more pleasing on the outside, we are a culture that is arguably now more than ever, at least in my lifetime, less appealing in character, lacking in empathy and acceptance of others and differences, and losing our common goodness and focus on developing the whole self from the inside out. Our mental health is at stake. Our spiritual health is on the line and no one is exempt from this insidiously subtle and rapidly spreading variant of vanity. In recent years, um, the beauty brand Dove completed a study called The Real Truth About Beauty, where they found that only about 4% of women worldwide think of themselves as beautiful and 72% of women feel pressure to look beautiful. I would argue that that's probably increased in just the last couple of years. And then other research and recent studies have found that women are obsessed with their looks. And that obsession is fueling our anxiety, depression, comparisons, and competition with others. It's increasing insecurity, jealousy, elevating moments of and not so noticeable incidences of anger and resentment. Anxiety, because there's often worry about whether we'll be seen in the same light as someone else. At times, this includes rumination and thinking what else needs to be done to look better or a certain way. And depression, because of thoughts that continually whisper in our ears that you'll never measure up to that or them, her or him, you're less than. Anger over not having or being what is deemed acceptable and resentful of anyone else who others have determined to be just that, circling in shame spirals. And before we make or pass judgments, I want to just encourage each of us to stop and seriously reflect on how we might be affected and drawn in without realizing it. Maybe you aren't the one heading for the monthly photo shoots or bringing in an image consultant. But have you secretly compared your looks or appearance to someone else on social media or in another setting? Have you ever felt twinges of or even persistent thoughts in your secret heart spaces that cause you to think and question whether you are acceptable by way of your appearance and external packaging? So I'm on record to say I have. And more times than I care to count in recent months. Now, listen, I can just hear all the virtual thinking spaces out there saying, come on, Tina, there is nothing wrong with wanting to enhance your appearance and look better if you can. Trust me, I hear you and I agree. So, hey, ladybug, go on and get that new foundation or those new lashes if you want. Do your birthday shoot if that's what you want to do. And do, listen, put that, just for men in your hair and beard. <laughs> By all means, get your workout in. Eat right. 
spruce up that wardrobe, you know, all the things. The real issue and challenge is not even about the desire to improve something externally. It's really more about the motivation, the impetus for wanting to do it, right? The why behind it. Is it to be our best for ourselves? Or is it to try and keep up with the ever-changing standards of the culture? Is it to be more accepted and noticed? To feel more relevant, accomplished, or loved? Now, that's where the real conversations and curiosities lie. And you know, at the end of the day, each of us has to assess our why for ourselves. At some point, we should all reflect on the effects that this constant cultural sway to prioritize external beauty is having on us personally and evaluate what we truly believe about it and how it's affecting our health, our children's health and social emotional development, our schools, our lives, our right now and our future. And speaking of beliefs, our actions follow our thoughts and our thoughts are continuations of our beliefs. And that's not just the theory of cognitive behavioral therapy. It is consistent with scripture as well. If then this is true, then let's get to the root of how we can push through this external beauty pandemic. Underneath all of the stuff and fluff, however we are showing up as it relates to this topic is based on the reality of what we believe about God, what we believe about ourselves and about others and about this culture. So let me pause here and ask a few questions of you about your beliefs. And hey, by the way, side note, I'm going to be answering these same questions just so you know, because we walk this road together, right? What do you believe about God, his word to you and about you, what he has said about you and how he made you, how he sees you? And then how does this line up with how you see yourself or does it? If you're out of alignment with that, In what ways do you need to come back in line? What do you believe about your looks and your appearance? What is largely influencing your beliefs? Is that influence credible and stable? How are others' opinions and views about beauty shaping your thoughts and actions? And then how do we balance taking care of ourselves and looks without pitfalling into the traps the culture has set through its beauty standards? Well, the best way to assess this is to draw into the faith foundation of the word of God. And here are two scriptures that I think will help us realign our beliefs, thoughts, and actions to what God says. The first one you may be very familiar with, and you may have heard it more often. It's found in Proverbs 31, verse 30. It says in the Good News Translation, charm is deceptive and beauty disappears. But a woman who honors the Lord should be praised. You know, four things jump out in this very small scripture that are so powerful and are guiding lights. The first one is this charm, which is an attractive, alluring essence, is not always trustworthy. It might be an immediate draw, but underneath it, there may be incongruence with who someone is and who they portray themselves to be. The second thing that jumps out is this, beauty will disappear. I don't care how many surgeries, procedures, 
product lines, Botox injections, makeup tricks, wardrobe upgrades, nips and tucks we might get. External beauty will eventually fade and not be what we're noticed for. The third thing that stands out is this, a woman who honors the Lord. That's someone who has decided that her life is more than what is eye level and it's not just about her, but it's tapping into God's purpose and plan for her life. That includes how she looks, what she spends the majority of her money on, how she treats others, and so on. And then the fourth thing that stands out is this. That woman is to be praised, not the one who has all of the external draw. Praised in this context means to be spoken well of, to be admired, blessed, lifted up as an example. And listen, though, certainly a woman of external beauty can also be one who honors the Lord with her life. It's important to note that the one who the Bible says is to be praised is the one who has a relationship with God and honors him in how she lives and presents herself. Okay, then there is this second scripture in Isaiah 40, verse 6 and 8, and it says this, people are like grass. Their beauty fades as quickly as the flowers in a field. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. This includes another reference to the temporary life of beauty, but it also speaks to how we should invest. Remember, we talked about investing wisely as a principle for guiding us this year. So if the word of God stands forever and beauty will fade quickly, might this help us know how to invest in this area? Listen, I want this to be very clear. It's not that God has an issue with beauty. He made beautiful. First of all, he is beautiful. I can't wait to see him one day. He made beautiful. He gifted beautiful. He celebrates beauty. His word is clear, though, that external beauty is not the foundation, <laughs> no pun intended, to build your life on or trust in. It could be gone at any moment because of anything. And I also just want to remind us of one more scripture that just came to mind, actually, that we use to frame our year of investing. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 and 25. Remember this one? When we put Christ's words into action, we are building our lives on a firm foundation rather than one built on sand because it will fall in when the winds and the rains come. We need to be firmly rooted in something that has lasting and eternal value. So as we close out, I'm going to give you some additional reflection questions for your time of journaling and allow you to think through this topic through two different frames. The first one is think of it from your who. And then the second one is think about it from your why. Your who is really about your identity. Your why is about your purpose. And both of these were given from God, who is drawing us into relationship with him daily. And that's where we learn more about ourselves from his love and his care for us. And then we see ourselves with respect to others. And that's really what our year is about, right? So your who, here are some questions. What do I know to be true about me 
whether I change another thing on my face or my body. Who do I know that I am? And what has God called me and spoken of me? And if I'm not able to believe that, what is blocking my belief of that truth in my life? Second frame, questions for your why. What is my purpose here on this earth? Will my God-given purpose change if I don't change another thing on my face or my body? As a matter of fact, might my originality and imperfectly perfect self be a part of God's plan for this world? And here are some other considerations. When you see something you want to do or have, ask, what is this about for me? How am I being true to my beliefs and values in this decision? Am I doing this as an authentic action for me? Or is it for someone else or about something else? What is my why for this choice? How will this help me stay true to the reason God gave me the gift of beauty in the first place? Okay, listen, so I know that's a lot of questions. You may have to go back and replay those again, and that's okay. And that's enough to think over and pray over. But I do hope that today from this episode that something has been shared that is useful to keep us freed up from so much of this external beauty obsession and this burden and weight that we can carry because of the standards that are expected of us. Let's make sure that we are getting freed up and staying freed up together. Well, that's our episode for today, and I hope you got something from it. Just in preparing for this episode, I felt a lot of conviction and need to sit down and process through some of these things myself. You know, all of these things are going to help our mental health and our spiritual health when we get back in alignment with who God says we are and our why for being here. God loves beauty. He loves you just the way you are, and he speaks well over you. So let's celebrate the beauty that he put in each of us and let's keep it in the proper perspective so we can continue to be women who fear God and honor God and women who are worthy of that praise. Remember, you don't walk this path alone. I am walking right alongside you as well as the rest of the freed up friends. And don't ever forget, God loves you. I love you. And make sure you take care of you. Thank you.